0: Here yeah. yeah. Pro Fan Sports Podcast Let's get it Pro Fan Tune into the program yeah. Every single week get the dope fam. Sean on the mic very flat too you know Keep you updated, that's what we do hey, Pro yeah. Fan Tune into the program Pro Fan Tune into the
1: program Pro Fan hey. Tune into the program Every, Every single week get the dope fam. fam. Was it pretty you know, easy and pretty simple making it? Simple shit. Yeah, I know you're a chef, so it's, it's nothing to you. I know that's light work to you, since I know you're a professional chef, so I know that's what you do.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was good, man. You know, they told me from now on I have to make the turkey. I'm like, damn. Oh, damn, So every year
1: it. you're going to have to do that?
0: Because <laughs> apparently, like, turkey is, like, a really dry meat. hmm You know? So I... Uh, I put it in a brine, like, for, like, a day. And everybody's like, yo, what's brining? I'm like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're
0: like, yo, this, this turkey is juicy. It's not dry. You know what I mean? Like, like,
1: yo. They're like, from now on, you make the turkey. Wow, they liked it. Like, that. everyone complimented you on the turkey, huh?
0: Well, for the last six years, it's just been, like, I've been traveling to people's houses. You know, eating their dinners, because I have the kid, the only grandchild, so everybody's, like, trying to see her. Yeah, so right, be, right. So I in everybody's crib, so I don't, have to, I don't have to cook, you know, I just come in. Mm-hmm. They always make me carve the turkey, though.
1: They're like, you got to do it, because apparently nobody knows how to carve a turkey or something. Um, really? You're the only one in the family that knows how to do that? That knows how to do that's it right, anyway. You know? Right, right, that's true, that's true.
0: Um, So, you know, Christmas was at my place. They told me I, I should cook a turkey.
1: Oh, so you hosted this year?
0: Yeah, I have like the biggest place out of all of them. So,
1: oh nice! And How is it hosting? It's
0: good, man. It was it was a success,
1: you know. Well, I was just that's interesting. I don't know. Do y'all like hosting? Because I don't. I'm more of a fan of going to other people's houses than hosting something at you know my place or my you know my parents and family's place. I don't know you know what y'all think about that. I
0: like. I don't mind hosting. I don't. I don't like the hosting business, but you know, every now and then, you know, it's not a big deal. You know? Especially because you're at your home, you don't gotta go nowhere. You know, yeah. that you you can
1: drink as much as you want and do yeah. whatever you want. Right. right. I,
0: I'm not driving, so you know. But I had my daughter, so I couldn't be like you know turned up or anything like that. But
1: and it I was a good time. Word, that's uh what's up? And just one other question before we get started. Do y'all have like a Haitian kind of special drink that y'all drink during the holidays? Yep. Yep. what what is it called and, and what is in it? Real quick?
0: It's called Klimas.
1: Hey. Okay. I I've had that before. That that you know? sounds that sounds familiar because I used to go to this Haitians um spot this Haitian restaurant in Everett and um the lady that owned the restaurant uh, I think she you know it was either her or one of um, her friends that worked there used to make it so during the holidays when um you know w- when she would make it I would go over there and, and get some and it was actually pretty good it was delicious so unfortunately yeah. she's not open anymore but uh you know I, I definitely miss her going there for the holidays and getting me some cremas I, that definitely hits uh, hits different for sure. I found that out real quick.
0: <laughs> Yo, um, baby, you got a little lag. Do you have anything else open on the
1: iPad? No, not that I know of. Now nah, you're far good.
0: As I know, for a second ago, there was a little lag. You're good now. Um, were cool, yeah, able to hear everything
1: I was saying about. Yeah, this yeah, yeah, I, I was,
0: heard. I yeah. heard everything. It was just like a little like delay. Um. But yeah, man, that's that's the end of this bottle. You know, I got another one. You know? Oh day. <laughs>
1: oh, wait, is that a whole new bottle?
0: Nah, nah, this is the end of this bottle. I have a whole other one.
1: You know? Other one waiting for you. Word, word. That's you what know up. what I'm saying. Well, wow, so you've been putting that down. That's what's up.
0: You know, I yeah, got throwing
1: I got, it back. There you go.
0: I got a couple women friends that just have bottles waiting. Like, That's me. Oh, really? right they there, make you know?
1: it? They they know how to make it. Your lady friends. Yeah. Word word. I'm yeah. sure it's bummed, too the way that or, is there different ways of making it or not really it's
0: supposed to be one way i don't know
1: yeah it's supposed to be one way <laughs> other uh, people okay.
0: have like different flavors here and there but usually it's the same you know if, if it don't taste the same you're not doing it right
1: right right then there, that, there's a problem there yeah, yeah there's a somewhere. problem
0: you need to go back to haitian school <laughs> facts
1: <laughs> facts definitely for sure Right, have
0: the Haitian uh, Cuisine 101 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. We, we, all, we all have, you know, it's like a universal Haitian thing. Like, you got to make the right climas. Oh, Matter yeah, of fact, so. I've never had a bad climas.
1: Have you, Vlad?
2: Um, I've had, I've definitely had, like, either it's too runny or mm. it, it's, um, it doesn't too have. Too thick? It, too thick or it doesn't have enough alcohol or something. Mm. I've, def- I've definitely had that. I don't think...
0: I mean, I always have my mom, so she always hooks it up, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah.
2: But, you know, growing up in Haiti, I've had, like, multiple different people us, but... Oh, yeah, dude. But everybody,
0: I mean, everybody has it.
2: Yeah, but... um, But, I am I mean, I like it, but I'm not, like, crazy about it. Like, I know, like, my, my sister is, like, crazy about it. Rudy... Woody is crazy about it. Um, I'm I just, like, you know, once in a while, I have it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I, I mean, shoot. I definitely have to have it. Some people actually would tell me, like, don't drink too much because it gives you the runs. I'm like, I've never experienced that. Well, it's...
2: then <laughs> for real? I'm not, nah, because it's that? like,
0: wow. it's dairy-based, you know what I'm saying? It's made
2: from milk and, and conditioned milk and um and condensed milk. So, right. it's if you're lactose intolerant, it's going to give you the runs. Oh, yeah, right. Absolutely. Right.
0: Yeah, no, I never experienced that. I'm like, I don't know what kind of stuff you drinking, man. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, <laughs> for real, yeah. For
1: seriously, they they must have a different kind of crema or they they must not be making it right, whoever they're getting it from.
0: Barry, do you do you does your like people have a traditional thing?
1: Um, uh, no, I was just gonna <laughs> say that I know the when I went the last time I went to Africa for the holidays. I know they usually drink um, palm wine during, during something called palm wine during the, like Christmas and New Year's. That's a traditional drink that um you know that my family usually has in Africa um during Christmas and New Year's. So yeah. I think I had a little bit of it um you know the last time I was eight, you know, it was a while ago. Um, How old were you? Last time I was in Africa, I was, it was ten years ago in 2010, so I was 18. It was a boy. Yeah, I know. I was a little boy. My like freshman year of uh, college, my first year of college, I went there for a winter break and legit spent a whole month over there. And yeah, no, it was that was a lot of fun. I that was like my first real experience um, going over there because the other times going over there, I was like too young to do any anything. So uh, and didn't remember much from it. So that was the trip that I really took. A lot away from it and learned a lot about, you know, my family's culture and the traditions that they do uh, during the holidays. So, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Well, that's what's up. Yeah, just dude, one, of, one thing I wanted to ask, uh, what's the culture? Uh-huh. So, is the cremas, uh, and I'm sure it, it is, but is it different, the cremas that's made in Haiti and then the one that's made in the U.S., or is there really no difference?
2: It's supposed uh-huh. to be the same. It's supposed to be the what? same, but the one that's made in Haiti, is made from a more pure, raw alcohol. Oh, uh, okay. Like, it's made from, like... That's Hait- true. ...Haitian um, pure alcohol, where the one in, in the U.S. is made from um rum.
1: Oh, uh, okay. I see. I see. Yeah. That's I've been interesting.
0: Ha- I've been having this stuff since I was, like, six, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> What? No, real for real, bro. It ain't you no drink- started drinking that early. That's ain't no
0: <laughs> ain't no drinking age in Haiti, man. But it's nah, but like we're still, not drinking it young, though, to get drunk, to bro. No, we're not drinking it to get drunk. It's like that's what they do here. You know what I mean? Like uh, kids okay. drink shit to get drunk here. We're just drinking shit to, to like you know indulge and in. like that's like a they traditional thing, right? Right. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that's, even like I- when you're sick, you get like the, a shot of Haitian rum real quick and it hits your chest. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah No I feel you on that For sure man it no,
2: definitely hits different When it hits the chest As soon as you can swallow They give it to you Yo <laughs> Right wow. in there
1: Right what? in there
2: No for real That's part yeah. of the Haitian culture Pretty much
0: No, it's just like Alcohol is viewed Like kind of different Here You know what I'm saying Like in my house I don't know if it's the same as Vlad Like the alcohol Nobody hides that shit It's right on the table yeah, You right. know what I mean Like they never have to put it in a cabinet, lock it up. That's what they do here. So all the kids are like, oh, let me go try this. In our house, <laughs> they see the shit all the time. So how are you going to try it if we come home and see the shit is missing? Like, all right, who's been drinking? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I always thought. But here, it's like the kids are so curious. And you know the parents are not open. So they try to go and abuse the shit, as opposed to like trying it. It's, it tastes nasty until you're supposed to be drinking it anyway.
1: Exactly. I know, yeah, that that's crazy. I know, for real. I'm surprised they give it to you all that young and think it's gonna taste good. If yeah, your right. your system's not immune to it, or exactly, or old enough to be able to, you know, to take it. So, yeah, that's yeah, really weird, nonetheless. But all this talk, I was just thinking of an idea that maybe for next year we should have a pro fan sports holiday party.
0: I mean, hey, if,
1: if next everybody season,
0: if everybody's healthy out here and there ain't no sickles hanging around
1: right right hopefully by then by this time next year you know you know covid's at least much better and cleared up and things are you know good enough to for us to have a holiday party or something like that
0: you know what man with with that said happy holidays to you guys happy holidays to everybody that's listening you know we're just going to keep this whole situation on the show right here you know because i feel like you know the people need to see you know a little background of what, what we are who we are, you know, our cultures and stuff like that. So, you know, oh, if you sure, whatever. Absolutely. You know, whatever so you, so you celebrate.
2: Wanna, you want to keep that? Yeah, keep it. Why not? Oh, yeah, you know sure. what I'm saying?
1: I, yeah, definitely, man.
2: That, you know, that's
1: a that that's a good little segment, good little holiday, uh, you know, Christmas segment that, you know, we had over there. I even forgot that we're recording. I, I just thought we're just chopping it up, uh and you know, and just talking amongst themselves. But, yeah, I'm glad that the listeners are going to get to hear that. So, no, definitely keep it. Mm-hmm. So, Because we want the listeners to learn more about us and our culture and background and how we celebrate the holidays.
2: I, I like it. I mean, not
0: for sure, man. You know, I don't know. It was a good holiday. You know, I'm glad you guys enjoyed yourselves and stuff like that. Um, I know you guys watch a lot of the sports, you know, so we're going to get into yeah, the definitely. show right here. So you know, as always, um, this is pro fan Sports Podcast I'm with John Altador. I'm with my boys Vlad and Barry. You know, and you can catch us on all you know platforms: um, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora. We're on everything. We're on Instagram uh, dot com slash Profans underscore Sports. Okay, so that's Instagram. Profans underscore Sports. We're on Twitter: Profansports.com. um, you can get all our episodes there we're on facebook.com slash profan we're on youtube if you like to watch um so follow us on social media we're on instagram profans underscore sports twitter.com slash profan facebook.com slash profan if you like to watch youtube.com slash profan sports we drop every tuesday morning and the videos drop on wednesday every wednesday and uh, before we start the sports talk we want to say rest in peace to casey jones uh celtics hall of famer uh eight times champion as a player two times champion as an assistant and two-time champion as the head coach this dude has rings for fingers wow, and toes man
1: dang i know rings on rings on rings he got, got rings for
0: fingers and toes man
1: right for seriously man shoot he's got, he got more rings than bill russell shoot that's crazy
0: That is crazy, man, and, um, you know, unfortunately, he died on Christmas morning. You know, you're with Pro Fan Sports Podcast, where the fans of the pros go, and we're on episode what, Barry?
1: Episode 41, baby. Episode
0: 41. Who's 41? Alvin Kamara?
1: Yep, who had six touchdowns the other day against the Vikings. Uh, We've got Dirk Nowitzki.
0: I didn't play him in fantasy, so I was good. Dirk. Big Dirk.
1: Dirk, yes, sir. Um, who else?
0: You can you can you think of anybody else? I mean, we don't really need to think of anybody else anyway. Oh yeah, a lot. Um, the
1: backup goalie from the Bruins is forty-one. This I guy know. knows
0: starters and backups.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> for, and even uh, Miles Bryant, who had an interception um, during uh, you know for, for the Patriots and the Patriots Rams games, also forty-one as well. So that yeah. who who was that that that. You- used to be Ventrone. I, I think so. I think he had 41 before my release. I believe time. so. That, that, that sounds about right. I think um, Lorenzo Neal, he was a fullback for the Chargers, for the San Diego Chargers. Now they're the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, he was a fullback for LT, actually, when LaDainian Tomlinson was uh, – there, you know, playing for the Chargers, Uh, he was 41 as well. And he was actually a pretty good fullback.
0: Sports facts on facts, man. Uh, So we're going to be hitting up on the NFL as always. We're talking about some Patriots news, some news around the league, Um, some of the matchups the Patriots will be facing um, because by the time the game is played, you know, we won't have time to actually record the show then. So, you know, you'll get that uh, before the game happens. Talk about around the league, the playoff standings. We're going to go into the NBA. It's officially back. Some of the notable games into the Celtics, Uh, some MLB news, some NHL news, as well as, um, you know, some questions of the week and a B-Money Lifestyle Person of the Week. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, For the Patriots news, some stuff's happening with the Patriots. Uh, Stephen Gilmore is out. He was placed on injured reserve. Stephen Um, Gilmore. Stephen Gilmore. Yeah. What would I say, Stephen?
2: Yeah, yeah. Isn't that, isn't
0: that no. the same
1: shit? No, no, no. Stephen <laughs> and Stephon—that's two, two different names, him, right? Right. Yeah. St- they, they Stephon, you know. Stefan, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like it's like the dude from Family Matters. Stephen, and Stephon. Right, right.
1: <laughs> 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 Steve Urkel and then Stephon, right? Right. The ladies' man. Right. 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 Steve right. Burkle, right. The geek, um, the nerd.
0: Yeah, but he was put on injured reserve because um, he injured um, his knee, I believe, in the last game that we played. Um, the Patriots have three pro bowlers, uh, one of them being St- Stephon Gilmore, um, another one being Matthew Slater. He's probably the GOAT of special teams, uh, and Absolutely. punter Jake Bailey, and I believe uh, that was deserved for them guys. Um, and, you know, with, with the Stephon Gilmore injury, you know, we got to talk about what it's going to look like for him moving forward. You know what? should the Patriots do with him? You know, are they gonna keep him? You know, moving forward because his contract act you know is is a big one, and he's aging, and you know his play went down this year Is he with his contract anymore. You know, um, yeah. So what should we do with Safan Gilmore? You know, his contract coming up. Well, it's not coming up, but um, he does. He is on a lucrative contract, and uh, actually, the Patriots shelled out a little more cash to keep him, you know, a little happy because I think he was on a mini break. And, you know, um, what do you call it? Um, hold out, you know, in the summer that really wasn't reported mm-hmm. upon, um, you know, because he wanted to be compensated a little more. As you know, every year the contracts are up, you know, people are getting paid more and more and guys feel like they're not getting paid, you know, fairly enough and they try to hold hold out and stuff. There was a lot of talks about him possibly being traded uh, what do you guys think we should do with him moving forward?
2: Well, I, I mean, I honestly think he should be traded. I think his contract um, can hinder the team. For a team that's rebuilding, I just feel as though we the more space we make, um, the better we – the more players we are able to get. And also, Gilmore just – he didn't play well this year um, until he came back. Um, and I, I just think Jesse Jackson is stepping up. Um, So that can be somebody that step up in his place. Um, Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I'm I'm certainly with that. I could see him
1: getting traded uh, this offseason, you know, to, you know, get some draft picks. And since the Patriots need all the draft picks they can get, uh, you know, I think that with, you know, he's expected, you know, at least trying to get another Big uh, payday and one more big contract, you know, before, yeah, uh, you know, retires. Um, you know, since he, uh, you know, he, he's on the other side of thirty. He'll be thirty-one at the start of next season. So, and I don't think the Patriots are going to pay him as much as he would like to get paid, since they don't typically pay, uh, you know, people past their you know thirties on the wrong side of thirty, uh, big money. So I think. That you know they'll look to you know to move on from him and uh and get some you know value from him uh and, and and try and you know and try to see if they can you know either draft somebody or pick up another veteran corner to fill his void. They are pretty deep at that spot at the corner position, uh, so you know the, definitely the emergence of Jason Jackson helps fill that void uh, as well as the other corners that have played well and stepped up. Uh, you know, when they've gotten the opportunities. So I think that, you know, it may be time for the Patriots to uh to look to move him and, you know, and, and go in a different direction since, you know, the team's, you know, in a position where they have to, you know, avoid get, giving those kind of big contracts away to guys that are, you know, in the later part of their careers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I actually thought he was going to get traded this year. You know, with everything that that's going on, um, I thought he would have been gone. You know, in, in the trade deadline and you know right. during the off season, there was a lot of talks about him. You know, you know Bill Belichick, you know, trying to shop him around for as much as like a first round and you know like a second rounder. And um, I don't think he got any um, promising, you know, any promising offers and things like that. So he he gave him the five million dollar bonus or whatever um, to to keep him you know happy and stuff like that. But um, this year, like you guys said, he definitely didn't perform. Um, you know, he actually made the Pro Bowl, and I think it's all because the fact that he won MVP, you know, defensive MVP last year. You know, cause mm-hmm. I don't think he earned it at all. I thought, you know, J.C. Jackson earned that this year. You know, um, Jersey Jackson definitely had his – he ever, he definitely had his miscues and stuff like that. But, you know, when he was tasked with being the number one, you know, he made a play pretty much like every game. I think he, he got an interception for like five games in a row. So, you know, I think mm-hmm. he definitely got snubbed and they should have definitely, you know, replaced that with from him with Gilmore, you know. And I think that's what Gilmore should do, sit out and, you know, promote the other kid, you know. Um, but I definitely think if we're gonna rebuild that's that's the direction we're gonna have to go. You know, we do have we are deep in that in that position. Um, we have Juwan Williams, you know, the second rounder we got last year, who played a little bit this year, you know. I think he's coming into his own I think um, the McCourty twin, um, Jason McCourty, he's definitely going to be out of there. So, Juwan Williams has to step up. And the kid Bryant, you know, that came out and, and a little Bryant, scrappy. Yeah. Um, I think the Patriots definitely did a good job in stocking up on, on cornerbacks and knowing that that was mo- more valuable on the team and stuff like that. So, um, I think they can definitely get by without a Stefan Gilmore in the lineup. You know, no doubt when he is in a lineup, we di- different defense, um, especially when he's, you know, getting involved in the run tackling and stuff like that. Um, But I think that's something, you know, we can do, especially with a kid like um, Kyle Duggar and then in the back, you know, emerging and then Juwan Williams doing his thing a little bit a few games ago. So, um, you know, that's what I'd like to see. I don't know if that's what they're going to do. You know, Um, I think it's definitely based on what Bill Belichick's going to want to do going into the off season and how aggressive he wants to approach it, you know. Um, right,
1: and even guys like Jonathan Jones have stepped up. And, yes, and Jonathan Jones. Well.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think like Jonathan Jones, I think he plays a lot better when he plays a lot more, you know, as opposed to just coming into the game, you know, and doing the spot of stuff that, you know, I've seen he, him in those, those positions this year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, that's – sh- you know, J.C. Jackson and, and Jonathan Jones should definitely be taking the place of, a, you know, Jason McCourty. You know, I feel like those guys should be starting above him. But for some reason, maybe it's like a communication thing with, with his brother in the back that elevate him to that spot. But I feel like, you
1: know, those other guys are a little more competitive. Right. Well, I'm also even thinking that they could, what they could do is they could move Jason McCourty to safety. And, you know, so that those other, you know, young corners that we just named could uh, could play more and get some more uh, experience in playing time. So I think that's something you know, the Pats will look to do, um, you know, this offseason for, for next year since I think that's something they do when guys are older and they're not as fast and, you know, their technique's not as good, at, you know, in corner. They, you know, move them to safety where, you know, they don't have to, um, you know, where they don't have as much speed but they can still be uh, effective and, you know, and make plays.
0: Right. I mean, now that we're talking about things that we probably should do in a free agency, like what do you guys think we should do in a draft um versus free agency you know um I hear a lot of talks about you know possibly going offense and free agency and defense in the draft um how do you guys feel um on the upcoming draft and and what we should be focusing on when it comes to the draft
2: well this year this past draft um the Patriots focused a lot on tight end but really nothing came out of those um all those draft picks so I don't know if we're gonna go and maybe we should test the free agency for some for some tight ends. I'm not sure which tight end is gonna be a free agent this year, but I also that's definitely a part of our offense that's missing because um, that helps out the running game and the passing game, and we definitely miss that. And as far as as far as um weapons, you know, like um, wide receivers, we definitely have to get that in the free in the free agent market because we know how bad we are at drafting wide receivers. Um, But in the draft, we definitely need some linebackers, um, some defensive ends. So those two things we should definitely target in the draft. Yeah, for sure. I think that uh,
1: I want to see the Patriots spend some money for once like They have a bunch of cap space, uh, you know, particularly with the, you know, free agents that they have and the guys that, you know, opted out. Uh, you know, they got some more cap space from that. So I, I want to see them go out and, and get at least one big name or one notable uh, free agent that's on the market, uh, particularly on offense, because they need some offensive talent in the worst way. Uh, so in, the only way I can see their offense improving is if they, uh, you know, go out and get at least one, uh, you know, really good offensive weapon, uh, whether it's receiver or tight end. um and be able to, you know, what I'm saying, add that to to their offense. That's you know they're, you know, in, in desperate need of that, and that's something they definitely need to, you know, finally do, and, uh, you know, and, and change their ways of, you know, of, of that, you know, of their approach in the off season. Um, so, so I think that's first and foremost what I would want to see them do in the off season. I uh, think for as far as the draft goes, I think that. Um, you know, I want to continue to see them drafting more defensive talent. Uh, you know, they pretty much need just about everything defensively, especially defensive linemen and linebackers. Um, you know, draft some guys that can you know make plays. You know, and then that are, you know, and and that can make an impact on on this defense. I know they drafted a couple of guys. Um, you know, like Josh Uche. Who's been solid for for them, and you know Kyle Duggar has also been another one that's been pretty solid. But I want to see them continue to draft and stock up on defensive uh, talent. Since when they never they draft on offense and never works out, and um, you know and, and they never turn out to be you know good players and that can contribute to the team. So I uh, think you know the free agency is more so for offensive guys to be able to add. Even a quarterback, too, I think they should look for that in agencies. I mean, they have to. I'm sure they'll draft the guy, um, you know, it, 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 for sure. But definitely get a veteran quarterback, um, you know, that can come in and contribute and, and help this offense be much better than what they were this year. And then, you know, get him at least one weapon to work with and, um, you know, and, and see how that goes. So that's certainly what I'd like to see the Patriots do this offseason. Um, and things that they need to address um, for them to be able to be a much better team and get back into the playoffs in 2021.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with that narrative that we, you know, we, we have drafted offensive players that have panned out you know, but it doesn't develop, you know, for a long time, mm-hmm. you know. And usually those guys that actually develop, we get them in later later rounds. We're talking about Julian Edelman and, and, and Jacoby Myers, you know, that comes out of nowhere. But those guys, I don't think it was like an intentional thing, you know. But the guys that, you know, we do pick, it doesn't pan out. And, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like the scouting department, you know. Maybe they put an emphasis on, you know, character a little too much sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe they – They want the Patriot guy a little too much sometimes. Sometimes you just need some dogs in there, you know what I'm saying? Um, And I'm talking about an Akilah Harry, you know, over a DK Metcalf when the guy was like a physical specimen, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times it's really frustrating in a draft when, you know, some of the obvious picks are not made by the Patriots, right? And you got everybody that's like, yeah, this kid is projected to go there. Sometimes I'm like, you know what, man, sometimes maybe you need to just go with, like, the projected pick sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Um, Mm And, you know, I'm talking about, like, a a Devin Nasiasi, a Dalton Keene. When there was other tight ends on the board that, you know, that were deemed to be better than them, you know, and you don't pick them. um, And you go somewhere else, you know, with with a Kyle Duggar. If you're going to pick offense in the draft, it has to be somebody like a Kyle Pitts. I don't know if you guys know Kyle Pitts. He's a tight end. He's a tight end for the Florida Gators. No, 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 Florida Gators.
1: Oh yeah, yep, yep. I've, I've heard his name. That, he's that, he's
0: he's gonna go into um, the draft, and he's the number one pick. And I think we should be picking anywhere, you know, from like fifteen, sixteen. You know, depending on how games go for the next couple of games, we might be even picking, you know, even earlier than that. You know, if you're gonna go offense, you know, you definitely need to either pick a quarterback. Or you gotta go with with the best tight end that's available because we had no production out of anybody this year at all, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Even the guy that yeah, we right, had production exactly. from, it's like who the hell is that? You know. Um, right now, I'm blanking on his name. Right now, Ryan Isol right Ryan, Ryan Izzle That's it. That's it. Yeah. You know. And Devin, I don't. He He hasn't had a catch this year. RC, Devin, RC, 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 RC. Yeah.
1: Dalton Keene like, has yeah. no catches this year.
2: Right. Right. Nothing. Wrong, right. Is that yeah, I, I doubt it's that I doubt that, is. I doubt that I doubt that they're gonna use um, more capital on tight ends just because they already spent two draft picks on them this year. But I agree with you. I mean, it it's not looking good. I mean, you have two tight ends that you drafted, none of them were able to get in the field, even though they were facing injuries. But it's just if you look at Kim Newton the past the his whole career, he's had a good tight end and all of a sudden this year he doesn't have any tight end. I mean, no wonder why he's struggling. You know what I mean? But yeah. we also have to take into account that there's so many guys that opted out this year that are coming back. So what are the pitchers mm-hmm. gonna do with those guys? Are they, those guys gonna stay? Are they gonna we re- have? Are they gonna we re- have. Tra- Are they gonna retire? Like um, especially especially at linebacker and and safety, if those guys come back, that will reinforce the defense.
0: Right. Get we have shoot. um Matt Matt Lacoste coming back.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's the game-changing tight end we need, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> right. the playmaker Bro. And, and, and pass catcher that we need this by this offense. That that's the missing piece.
0: <laughs> Listen, for once, I would like to see you know the Patriots go with you know the projected guy, the guy that has the tape out there. You know what I'm saying, like. You know, they they talk a lot about, you know, the Patriots guy and the guy that has no character issues. J.C. Jackson is a guy that had character issues. That's why he he went undrafted. And look at him. He's getting, like, what, nine picks this year? You know? I
1: think like seven or eight, but yeah. Yeah, you know, know, sometimes
0: you have to go go with those guys, you know, if they can ball out. We need dogs out there, you know, Um, especially now. We need playmakers. We need guys that can catch the ball and go up the field. You know, I'm thinking about a guy like Adam Thielen you know, um, that's gonna be, I believe, a restricted free agent or a free agent. Um, I believe, um, uh, Juju, Juju, <laughs> Juju, Juju, <Spencer. laughs> <laughs>
1: Juju. Oh boy! You know, I, I hope, he gets, no, 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 he, I hope he gets signed here. No, 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 I hope he
0: gets signed here because that's the end of his TikTok days. You know, that's like uh, right, we'll never,
2: right.
0: <laughs> we'll never right. see another TikTok.
2: But something you guys have to consider. So, uh, like somebody, like, just like you said, Adam Thielen, Juju smith um, um, Will Fuller like what's gonna make those guys come here we don't have a quarterback like if you're if you're a receiver in the free agency right now and New England is recruiting you what's what's making you say yeah I'm going to New England nothing
0: listen can nothing we talk about the, pa- that right now. the possibility that Cam Newton could be the quarterback of the future here
1: Oh, no, no, no. Let's not please talk about that. No, <laughs> no, 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 okay, no, no, no. I want to see it, another year of Cam Newton. Guys, let, let, let's not go there. Please, <laughs> please. Like, one year is already enough of, of him. We need okay. to move on and find someone then, else for the job.
0: Then answer this. What's the deal with Jared Stidham?
1: I no. don't know. I don't know what he's doing here. If they're not going to play this kid for these last two games, when we're already out of the playoff. We're, and we're not playing him. And, Exactly. If they're not going to play him, that's what I'm saying. Then then, then I don't know what he's doing. They might as well just release him or put him on the inactive list like they've been doing with Brian Hoyer and then upgrade Hoyer to the um, activist and have him as the backup. Because if you're not going to let this kid play and develop and get on the field and actually... You know, give him a chance to be at least a starter for a couple games. Then there's no reason for him to to be here. He's he's got to go. So I think him and Cam Newton. I think we've got to ship him out and and, and bring a couple of new guys in at the quarterback position because they're both just not <laughs> working out and, and not getting it done at that um you know position for us. So I I, I don't. It's puzzling and baffling that they're still not playing Jared Stidham the Patriots uh with you know, with everything that's happened with the offense issue and as bad as it performed, but uh I guess they must have their reasons for not playing them they must he must not be doing well in practice and for the coaches not to put him out there
0: right but...
2: well i don't i mean I don't know exactly what to deal with Studen, but obviously they don't believe in him um i i mean we we know that Kim and is due a two point five million dollar bonus if he starts all 16 games so i'm sure that has something to do to do with them not playing him um so i do it, i'm i'm hoping he does get into the games the last two games maybe for the second half just to see what he can do because right now if you think about it, those last two games are preseason games those last two games are games that we just want to see what the team is about they like, don't
0: matter you know exactly. what i mean so
2: so i want to see Dalton Keane out there i want to see Devin Asiasi out there i want I wanna see I wanna see Stidham. I wanna see Kyle Dogger, I wanna see all, all those rookies, give them some play. Let's see what they're about. Let's see what the team is. You know, I mean, let's see what we have at the other positions. Um, as far as Jared Stidham, put him out there, let's see what he is. I mean, if he's if he's not I mean, it does look like Belichick is doing right by Kim Newton because Cam Newton. Cause he only signed Kim Newton for one point seven million dollars or something like that. So mm-hmm. if he if he gets a two point five million bonus, that puts him at 4.2 million dollars, so that's that's a respectable contract. So I think that's what Kim uh, Bill Belichick is doing. Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick is trying to honor Kim Newton um, because he's not paying him enough. But but Sidam should be getting some play. I mean, if he's not getting some play the last two games, I mean, we need we need a new quarterback. We need to ship him right. out.
0: I think it's bullshit. Out of all the years, Bill Belichick decides to be soft with motherfuckers now. It's like. Out of all the years, you decide, you know, like you're not going to worry about the team, like the team's performance or or evaluating what's going on. Because he's always talking about evaluating the team, seeing where we're at. You know, we're not there yet. We got to coach it better, do this better. Like you guys said, we we need to see what we have, you know, um, in in the second tier of our roster here and see what we got to do in in the draft that's coming up in free agency. Um, And whatever they do, man like Barry was saying, we need to spend, 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 spend. Yes. You know, spend like, money. listen, I don't need to hear about anything left. Like, we need to have zero dollars at the end. Le- or maybe exactly. not zero dollars. We need, like, a million to sign, like, a veteran or something like that. Um,
1: right, right. Do but, a veteran minimum deal. Exactly. Right.
0: Other than that, like, we, you know, we need to be spending all, all the bread that we have. Um, Let's go into um the Patriots, you know, facing the Bills, obviously you know, by the time this comes out, you know, the the Patriots have a game Monday night, you know, which is going to end really late. Our episodes drop in the morning, so we won't be able to to, to recap the game for you guys. Um, and we gave, you know, a little bit of a preview last week. Um, you know, let, let's talk a little bit about, like, what are you guys looking to see in this game? You know, um, Cam Newton will be starting. We know that already. Um, it, is this about Trying to are we trying to win this game? Like, what what is this game all about? This game doesn't matter at all. We're starting Cam Newton, like we said, but like, what
2: are you looking for? Well, like, I mean, I just told you guys, I want to see the the rookies, um, the other players get a chance, um, especially Jared Stidham and the tight ends. That's what I want to see. But Belichick is starting Cam Newton, so I'm not sure exactly what that's about. Um, I, I don't th- I don't need us to win this game at all. There's no need for me to see us winning that game. All I want to see is what we have at quarterback.
1: Yeah, I think c- certainly we, we needed to be able to see, you know, the the, the, the rush as a whole play, you know, with all uh, with the other guys that uh, would, not all the guys, but the guys that haven't played that much, they certainly need to get out there. This is their time for them to, you know, go out there and play. Uh, I would like to see, even though I know this is not going to happen, I want to see the offense actually be able to do something and move the ball and actually complete some passes and uh, and, and, and at least do something, you know, offensively to you know, to be productive and to, you know, and to actually generate something on that end of the field because uh, we haven't particularly in these last couple of games, we haven't seen anything um, like that, you know, to this point. They haven't scored a touchdown and. Uh, these last two games. So I'd like to actually see them put at least, you know, a drive of two, you know, good drives together where they're able to move the ball effectively down the field and, you know, and have a, some sort of a balanced offense. I want to see these guys like uh, Damari Burb and Jacoby Myers, uh, you know, make plays and uh, and improve as well as the rest of the, you know, the offense. I want to see them actually, um, you know, look somewhat like an NFL offense, and uh, you know, and going, you know, gain some momentum going into the next season. Uh, you know, into twenty twenty one, and show you know why they should be here. I think that's what it comes down to for all the young guys on the team that you know prove and earn your you know your spot on the roster for the 2020, oh, 2021 season, so that the Patriots do bring you back. Um, you know, on on the roster. Uh, when, you know, training camp starts uh, in twenty twenty one. That's I think what the next two games are all about and what they come down to.
0: I think I don't want to see us getting blown out. Like I said the last episode, you know, episode forty. You know, I definitely don't want us to get embarrassed. I do want to see a competitive game. Um, you know, if if Belichick wants to honor Cam Newton and give him that two point five million for starting every game, you know, so be it. But like around halftime, you know, I want to see you know if we're not if we're not doing anything well, I want to see a Jared Stidham in there. You know if you're like we need to see something, something. You know um, I don't know what the what the what the plan is for next game, but it seems like Bill Belichick is you know is he, he is locked in on, on Cam Newton being the starter, so that's what we're gonna see. Um, but I, I just want to see a game where we're not where we actually look competitive as opposed to the last couple of games that we just lost and you know we look like we're not into it at all. Um, I really want to see like a, an NFL caliber kind of offense, you know, because the, the one we have, is like, you know, we've been talking about it all season, you know, the, the, the offense just sucks. But I just want to see some kind of semblance, you know, of a good throw and catch and, you know, run after catch something, you know. Give us a spark, man. And I know we don't have the personnel and stuff like that, but I definitely want to see some some good football, um, you know, we Patriots pictures fans, so we're going to be watching any. Way you know regardless of what happens but hopefully you know we we don't get you know our ass kicked and you know too bad because the 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 bills they are looking for playoff positionings and make sure they have the best position um in the FC East. Um, i know that the chiefs uh as of sunday um clinched the first round by and the first seed you know i think they're 14 and one i believe
1: yes oh yeah that's right yeah, 14 yeah.
0: and one you know um and shoot, you yeah, I think you're looking at your Super Bowl Super Bowl contender, you know, possibly your Super Bowl winner right there in the Chiefs cuz no team has, you know, come close to doing anything other than the Raiders who are, you know, kind of like their rivals a little bit and they play those guys all the time. Um but, you know, the Bills still have playoff implications. Um I believe the Steel Steelers won. Um so they're still alive in there somewhere. Um and well,
2: you know, the Bills are fighting for the um second place for the second seed with the Steelers who the Bills and the Steelers
0: yeah the Bills and the Steelers the the Steelers won the Steelers won and you know the Bills haven't played yet so um, they play on Monday
2: the Bills have the head-to-head matchup so right because they won yeah
0: yeah I mean the Bills have something to play for in this game so I don't think they're gonna come in and and play with us at all so we got to come in and, and try to be as competitive as possible and you know, I think Bill Belichick definitely doesn't want to get embarrassed and you know, unfortunately Cam knows the best. The well, best, knowing, you know.
2: Knowing Bill Belichick, he's going out there to win this game.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: He's going out there. We are playing, we are playing to win this game. No matter mm-hmm. no matter what the situation is, even though we are not in the playoffs, no even though we're not able to it doesn't mean anything to us, but we wanna win this game. So I'm sure he's going out there to win this game. I personally as a fan just don't care for that game. Uh, as far as winning, it. I I care in that game to see, to see the performance of the players.
0: Yeah, this game absolutely doesn't matter at all whatsoever.
1: Um, That's true, know. and it may not mean anything to the Bills because I don't see what the difference is in the second and third seed. I mean, I think, really, well, I the think only think thing that matters it's, is the it's matchups.
2: One seed. Yeah, matchups. match-ups.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that, but you're gonna have to play them anyways, eventually yeah, in the playoffs. But, so, but you want
2: to, you want to play the lowest seed. You want to play the lowest seed. If you're, if you're the second seed, you, you match up with the lowest seed, which is supposed to be a team that's not as, that's not as good. So that's what you're going to be playing. I'm, I'm 100% sure they're going to be coming out here. They're coming play, to play. Playing for the second seed. They're coming to play. You
0: know.
2: Yeah, I know. They,
1: they, they certainly are. And I think that it's going to be a, you know, a, a really tough game for, you know, for the Patriots. I don't I don't, See them uh, playing really well in in this game, or you know, seeing things change uh, drastically since, since you know we're just seeing how good the Bills are uh, and how well they've been playing. Uh, you know, re- recently, I, I think they, they certainly are. You know, one of the top teams in the the AFC, and uh, you know, and, and there's certainly uh, you know. Have a good, you know, offense led by Josh Allen, who's played really well. Uh, Stephon Diggs, one of the top receivers in the NFL, uh, but we think he's still leading the league in uh, receptions over DeAndre Hopkins. So, and then they have some, you know, other good pieces as well um, on offense. I think that's certainly going to be tough for the Patriots to stop. And I don't know if they're even going to be able to score points against the Bills' defense, since the Bills' defense I've been playing, uh, you know, better as of late and, you know, better since when we last played them. So, uh, I mean, I just hope that it's competitive and I hope it's not a, you know, a shit show and they don't, you know, get destroyed and annihilated uh, on national TV in front of the whole country. I hope the Patriots play with some heart and some pride and uh, and go out there and, uh, you know, like you said, John, and, and compete, like, you know you, mm-hmm. shall we be a, you know, you have to still be professional even though you're not. In the playoffs, you still have to go out there and do your job and play to the best of your ability if you're the Patriots. So I hope they do that. Uh, I'm not so sure it's going to turn much of a, you know, into a win or whatnot. But uh, we'll we'll see how it goes on Monday night. But (laughs) it's not really looking like it's going to be that good of a game.
0: Yeah, that's a fact, man. You know, we we come from playing one one New York team into another one because we play the New York Jets the following week um, on the next Sunday um and you know speaking of the jets they blew they blew a chance of you know um being able to pick you know the first round you know first overall pick in the 2021 nfl draft and you know speculation is that you know everybody's gonna pick trevor lawrence because you know um from what i've heard he's you know once in a he's a generational you know quarterback and you know from what it looks like it looks like you know he's a good he's a he's a a Sure pick to make at the number one spot, you know. Um, and furthermore, the Jets actually won on Sunday against um Cleveland, you know, who's looking at you know playoff contention and they won 10 games this year, so now they're 10 and 6, I believe. Um, you know,
1: 10, what and, five, you? I think. 10 and 5, I think. 10-5. Well, they were 10 and 5. Well, the Browns no, are the 10, 10 and 5. They're 10 and 5 so they now, they still have one more game to play yep. next week, yeah,
0: yep. Um, so what are you guys looking for in that game, um, you know, versus versus the Patriots? Like like I said in a couple episodes ago, like we could lose this game.
2: Well, I, I, I don't care for winning this. Same, same thing that I said for the Bills game, same thing for that game. I don't care for winning that game. It doesn't mean anything to me. Um, it's going out there, um, seeing some good football, like Barry said, seeing the offense move the ball. Seeing Jared sit and play—that's what I want to see. Like, give me something that I can at least enjoy. You know, what I mean, even though I know it doesn't count for something, but show me that you can throw the ball. Show me that you can run the ball. Show me that you can score. I don't even care for winning the game. I just want to see us play. You know, what I mean, and I want to see Jared sit and compete, and I want to see the rookie end compete. Um, I, you know, the Jets already blown their spot of winning the first one, the first round pick. So I'm sure they they don't care anymore. So. Um, they're going to come out here. Um, we are rivals, and I'm pretty sure they're going to give us a good game. Yeah, I think what well, what I, I want to see, you know, in this game
1: against the Jets uh, next week is I actually would like to see them win that game because I think that would be the worst ending to a season is losing to, you know, the Jets a two-win team that is, you know, absolutely trash and god-awful. Um, you know, I, I would not like to see the season. And on that note, for the Patriots, I think they certainly have to, you know, come out ready to play because we know the Jets are pretty much going to come out ready to play because now that they don't, you know, have the top pick in the draft, they're actually going to be trying to win games now that they're not tanking anymore. And they don't really give a damn about their draft pick. So uh, the Patriots have to be able to make sure that, they're you know ready to compete, uh, and and ready to actually you know to to execute and and to to play well enough to to win. I don't expect them to you know beat the Bills. Like you know we just said, none of us expect them to beat the Bills, but we come on, We should at least expect them to beat the Jets. <laughs> like you shouldn't lose to the the Regan, hapless New York Jets. To end the season as garbage and as bad as the Patriots are, the Jets are even. Way worse and uh, and more uh, pathetic of a team than than we are. So uh, we definitely w- I want to see them finish the season strong. Uh, you know the young guys play well. Um, you know both on offense and defense. Uh, I, I want to see them. I want to see Stidham play more in that game against the Jets. I don't really want to see much of Cam Newton, maybe a quarter at the most, a half. But I I want to see Stidham more in that game, particularly. Um, You know, since if Kim Newton continues to struggle, because I actually want to see him at least play close to a full game before the end of this season. Uh, So uh, I think that's pretty much what I'm looking at and, you know, what I'd like to see from uh, those games and put up some points, like score some points. Like, can we get in the end zone, please? Like, enough with the field goals. Like, that's not going to do anything for you and win games. Like, I want to actually see touchdowns uh, being scored and, and executed in the red zone when you get in there. That that's what I want to see from this game uh, against the Jets uh, next Sunday.
0: Yeah, I think I'm with Vlad, man. I I don't care what happens in this game, you know. But I do think that we we sh- we could potentially lose two weeks in a row to two New York teams, and we can't have that. You know and what then I'm then saying? The like
1: it's like and we, oh, God. we
0: I don't know. That means your your prediction would be true, um, you know, Barry, because you, <laughs> you didn't give him much of a chance at all this season. And, you know, I think you were right for sure um, with everything that happened transpired throughout the season. Um, I forgot what, what you gave him.
1: Uh, no, so I gave him, I said seven and nine. If they lose both games, they'll be six and ten. And I want to give a quick shout-out to my boy, K-Money, because he's been telling me all year from week one up till now, that the patriots are going to finish the season 6 and 10 and he still tells me that to this day uh so uh, which i don't think that will happen but then again i know there's certainly a possibility of that happening uh so uh but i wouldn't like to see that happen losing the last two games and finishing 6 and 10 cuz that 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 is that's just not very uh you know not very good and and that would be a painful way to see the season and losing four straight games after winning what um what four out of five or three out of four that we want to go to six and six. So I definitely wouldn't want the season to end on a four game losing streak and a six and ten record.
0: No, that's a fact, man, but I definitely don't want to see us lose twice to to New York team. So um, no, you know, last either. game it took it took some hero- It took some effort for us to actually win that game because we went into the half, um, twenty ten, I believe. So, um, they almost had us. You know, they- we were almost their first victims for the season, and you know, I don't want us to be their last victim of the season. So, I think it's definitely a, a game that can be competitive. Uh, like again, I'm just looking for a competitive game. You know, win or lose, I want to see some down to the wire. I want to see some hitting. I want to see that kid Josh Uche. I'm very excited about him. You know, Kyle Duggar. I want to see them out there. You know, wreaking havoc like like, like they should. You know, um, and I think that's a good preview for them because, like we said, you know, the the season really doesn't matter. We're out of the playoffs. There's no there's no mathematical way we can make it into the playoffs. So the, the, none of this really matters other than getting a good evaluation on what the roster is and what we have. Um, you know, another team that kind of needs to look at what they have and they actually won today. Um, but they had a three-game losing streak. Is a is a um, Pittsburgh Steelers, right? After winning, you know, eleven straight games, you know, they lost three straight. You know, the last being to um, Cincinnati. Um, and they played the Colts today, and they they pulled it out. Um, you know, at the end there, you know. But like we said on on this podcast, Pittsburgh wasn't like dominating anyone. You know, their mm-hmm. their schedule wasn't like a great schedule, you know they had a soft schedule and they did what they had to do, but even then they they won pretty close games you know by by a small margin. um Do you guys have any thoughts from the Steelers like you guys think they can make it anyway this
2: year? well um after losing three games in a row but finally winning today, I mean I still think they're the they the Pittsburgh Steelers, they have a great coach, they have a good quarterback, um they have playoff experience, so I do think that's gonna favor them but they are they are not um perfect and um if they meet the browns in the playoffs I'm I'm I'll be afraid for them yeah if they meet the browns or the 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 Ravens yeah that that I'll I'll be afraid for them yeah yeah I I think you know the Pittsburgh
1: Steelers they they are what you know what, what they've been playing the last uh, few weeks uh you know I, I think like you said John the fact that they didn't you know, they finished, I think, what, third or fourth place, I think it was third place in the division uh, last year. So they got to play some, you know, bottom-tier teams in other divisions. So they definitely took, you know, full advantage of that for the first half of the season, uh, for sure. And, and it's interesting because it kind of reminds me of uh, the Patriots last year in the sense that they were playing um, you know, they, they were playing, you know, teams that weren't really that good in the first half of the year. And then once they started playing uh, some better competition in the second half of the year, they fell right back down to earth and weren't as good of a team. And I think that's exactly what's happened with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They, you know, been playing better teams, uh, you know, the last few weeks, and we've seen, you know, them that this team has a lot of holes and uh, a lot of weaknesses that I think are going to come back to haunt them come playoff time. They're a one-dimensional team. They can't run the football, uh, so everything comes down to that passing game. Uh, and, yeah, they have good receivers and stuff like that, and, you know, that Big Ben is their quarterback who can play. But we all know in playoff football, if you're one-dimensional and, it, you know, and if teams are able to figure out the game plan on how to stop you and slow you down at what you do best, which is that passing game, you're not going to be very successful and go far. And I'm just gonna come out with this hot take real quick and say the Pittsburgh Steelers are gonna be one and done in the playoffs, regardless of who they play. I don't see them winning a playoff game. uh, You know, you know this week, this you know playoffs in the wild card. I think whoever they play is gonna be ready for them. They're gonna come out and um, you know how to slow them down and 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 and, and actually and upset them. So I think they're one of those teams that you know it just isn't good enough to be able to, you know, to to win and and compete in the playoffs. And I think that's what we've seen the last few weeks, and we're going to continue to see that moving forward as we head into the postseason.
0: I don't know how hard of a take that is because I think the same thing, man. I'm like, you guys just don't look good at all. You know, they're depleted on defense, you know. um, Right, that Bud
1: Dupree injury ended up being a lot bigger than And the backup
0: to Bud Bud Dupree got injured as well. You know Exactly. You yep, got yep. injured as well, so you know, um, and you know their their running game is non-existent. You know their their short passing game is pretty much their running game there, and right, you know right. it, it's only a matter of time before you know defenses figure that out and, and put a stop to that right there. Um, but I, I definitely agree with you um, with the fact that they could be one and done in the playoffs, and I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. You know, just because of the way they've been playing games. Um, how you know competitive other teams have been with them throughout the year, you know, and some of the games they've won, how
1: little of a margin they won them by. So, um, you know, right, like even today, even though they beat the Colts, who are a pretty good team, uh, you know, and, and stuff, it wasn't that impressive of a win to me. I thought I saw most of that game against the Colts, and I don't even think they played that well and looked that good.
0: I thought this year was like their year, you know, because Tom Brady left the Patriots. Now the AFC. What's well, good is not going to be standing the way of the Steelers getting into, you know, the the AFC chip or anything like that. And I just don't think they're going to do it at all, man. So Yeah,
1: but they still got to deal with the Chiefs. And they're, yeah. they're not better than the Chiefs. So yeah. shoot, they no. might not even be better than the Buffalo Bills right now. I don't think they're better. The Bills, exactly. We just saw what the Bills did to them a couple of weeks ago in Buffalo on yeah. Sunday night. So, shoot, they, they, they those are two teams right there that, you know, better than them, and and I would beat them if they do play them in the playoffs. But they won't even get there.
0: Right. One other team that's kind of like similar to uh the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, um, they've won you know against teams that lesser teams pretty handily and you know pretty convincingly. But when it comes to the big games against um you know um formidable opponents, they haven't done very well. I mean, I'm talking about the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, Tom Brady. You know, they clinched the playoff berth. You know, for the Bucks after 13 years. Um, he had, he now has the franchise records for most touchdowns with, I believe, 36, um, touchdowns now, um, you know, Tom Brady could, could have the second most touchdowns he's ever scored in his career with 39, um, you know, and he's made the playoffs 10 straight years, I believe. Um, and he made the playoffs in Bill Belichick Denton, man. So, um, you know, Tom Brady takes the first year matchup, you know, one and zero. Tom Brady against Bill Belichick. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir. sir. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Vlad is like, yep,
0: as I thought.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very facts, man. No, for sure. Tom Brady got the better of uh, Belichick. You know, this year. Hopefully, you know that changes next year. You know, for Belichick and for the Patriots. But certainly, the you know the Bucks are you know looking better these last uh, few weeks. I think they've been playing better. Uh, You know, Brady's been throwing the ball. But I think after the bye, they've they played, you know, better. Well, he got a
0: break, you know. He got he got to rest his arm a little bit. Brady always looks really good after a bye. bye right, you know absolutely. what I'm saying? Like, he got a chance to rest up his arm for, like, a good week, 10 days, you know. Um right, He always right. comes back refreshed, you know. He, he he put the pliability stuff in there for two
1: weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah. that TB12 you know. method for you. That's right. right. So, That's you know, right. that team's looking uh, better th- than what they were before the bye when they'd lost to – the the Chiefs so I think you know he's getting better rapport with the receivers I see him you know being much more accurate and the receivers you know uh, actually you know running the the right routes and you know and catching balls and not dropping them Uh, and
0: And Antonio Brown's been
1: in the fold exactly they've even gotten him involved and he's making more plays and getting more targets uh, as you know we the games go along so I think that offense and team is clicking just at the right time, and the defense has been doing their thing too. So, uh, no, the, the only concern for the Bucks is the Saints because they just can't beat the New Orleans Saints because uh, they've right. gotten smacked and annihilated by them both times this year. So, uh, but other than that, I mean, the Bucks are can beat I think about any team in the NFC besides the Saints.
0: No, I feel that, man. You guys are for sure, right? Um, and lastly, with the NFL segment, um, so this year, you know, Pro Fan Sports Podcast, where the fans of the pros go, we decided to uh, do an NFL fantasy football league. Um, and, I, you know, I can attest that it was a raving success. We had multiple people sign up uh, to the point where myself, Barry, or Vlad, we could not participate. So Vlad's been the commissioner all year, just watching everybody do their thing on, on fantasy and monitoring everything. Um, and you know, from what he reported, it seems like it was a very competitive year. You know, the top guys that were at the top all year didn't end up winning. Um, so there, there's um, what do you call it? a disparity in the game? Is that what you call it? Yeah, what do you call a it? A parody. A parody. Parity. There's parody in the game. Um, thank you, um, Barry. Yeah, so of course, no problem. So actually, two teams that were 75 went went into the into the um, playoffs, and one of them ended up being the champion and you know, the champion was Andy Cazzo. Um, you know, congratulations to him. He won the first pro fan sports podcast fantasy football, you know, league, you know, in 2020. So I wanted to thank everybody that participated in the league, you know, paid attention to their roster was making moves, you know, throughout the season. Um, you know, we want to thank everybody that signed up, um, you know, but most of all, we want to thank Andy and Rita for, you know, doing their thing and making it to the, to the finals. And congratulations, Andy, on winning the whole thing. You know, hopefully you can come on to the show next week and, you know, talk to us a little bit about your experience and, you know, maybe give people advice for next year that's coming up. Um, you know, but, again, um, congratulations.
2: Yeah, I, I was not the commissioner. Um, really, Luders was the commissioner. Really? And, and, oh, and, wow. Is that right? I mean, you can't be commissioner if you're not playing.
0: Ah. I didn't know ah, that. Cause I, I was asking well, you all the information. A
2: good point. Yeah. I was asking wow.
0: you all the information. You had all the information. So I'm like, this guy has to be the commissioner.
1: Rudy Lewis right, was right. A- I thought it was you that was running the league the whole time, Vlad. The whole um, season. I thought you were the one that pretty much was in charge of, you know, everything as far as, the, you know, the league was going. But that's interesting. It was Rudy instead
2: of you. Uh, well, I can't be the commissioner if you're not playing. That's just yeah. That's just no, that's true. That's, that's are- a good point. That's fair. That makes um, sense. So yeah, Woody Looters um organized the whole thing and we um and he helped us out and I wanna shout out for Rudy for um manning the league and helping us out and it was a like John said it was a successful league successful league. But I, I wanna give a special shout out to Rudy Looters. Yo man, um we
0: yeah, definitely, definitely gotta do something shout to Rudy. we definitely gotta do something for Rudy. Um Maybe give him a bumper sticker or something. You think he'll put that in his car?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, we we, we definitely
0: got to do something for Rudy, man. And, you know, Rudy's a good dude. And, you know, he's had a little rough time, you know, recently. So definitely happy for him. You know, he was able to help us out. And, you know, you know
1: how he's been doing also. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, for sure. Thank you, Rudy, for the help with the league. Appreciate it. No, hope man, you're doing man. well and getting better.
0: Actually, thank you to everybody that, you know, participated well, in our right, league. Right. And, um, no, we truly that... appreciate it. Um, and Andy, and we're you... going to make sure you get your prize um, by next week.
2: If you're um, So Andy was rewarded with $75 worth of pofin sports merch. If you're anybody that wants to participate in the league next year, just keep listening to us. Keep watching us on YouTube. Um, once um, football season comes next year, we'll be doing the league again. Um and if you wanna participate, just you know, send us an email and we'll make sure make sure to put you in the list of people to participate. Um right. next next year the no. price next year the price will be even bigger. Um so more incentive for you guys to participate.
0: Yep. It might even be money, you know.
1: Ooh. <laughs>
0: hey, you know, that's something we gotta think about. So that's true, you know? right?
1: we'll, we'll we'll definitely discuss that more and uh hey, consider that for, for, for next year. I wouldn't be a bad
2: idea.
0: No, that's a fact, man. Uh, let's go into the NBA and the NBA season coming back. You know, yes, I think yes. we're all happy the NBA is back. We love basketball and pro fan sports podcast. Um Absolutely. So it started uh, last Tuesday, and, um, you know, we saw the Nets versus the Warriors. Uh, KD was returning to uh, Golden State for the first time with the Nets, and the Nets took it 125 to 99. You know, the uh, Warriors didn't look too great in that one. Um, Steph Curry looks like he needs help for sure. Uh the Lakers, they played the Clippers on Tuesday and they received their championship rings, but they didn't celebrate the rest of the night because they lost the game one hundred and sixteen to one hundred and nine to the Clippers. You know the Clippers looked good in their first game uh, and their second game actually. The Jazz played the but, Trailblazers, but they're not
2: they're not looking too good in their third game. Yeah. Um they they went down seventy seven to twenty seven. Holy in first, crap! In the first half. Um, yeah, Kawhi's
0: Kawhi out. Kawhi's out.
2: Yeah, let me see let me see what the score is right now. So currently the score is 110 to 63 in the fourth quarter. Oh lord. We, oh my god. I thought goodness.
0: I thought they were supposed wow. to win the championship this year. After well, two games. Well, Kawhi's out. I thought, you know, that that's what everybody's like the Nets got it this year. It's like It's been two games.
2: You mean, no, we're talking about the Clippers.
0: No, no, I know. It's like, every you know, Vegas has the Nets into the finals now. Clippers. Um, We're
2: talking about the Clippers. I
0: I know. I'm saying, like, the overreaction with the two games. The Clippers were supposed to win the championship this year based on, you know, what Vegas was saying, you know, and the Lakers. But
2: but you kept saying the Nets.
0: No, no. What I'm saying is, Vegas has the Nets going into the chip this year after two games. So my point is, like, after two games, they already had these guys going into the chip, you know, like the Nets and the Clippers and the Lakers. They're all supposed to be in there already, you know, after two games. like, Kind of like the overreaction, you know, is what I'm trying to say. Um, But, yeah, uh, the Clippers won the game 116, 109. Uh, Kawhi got, you know, into a collision with Serge Ibaka. He took an elbow. To uh the face and he actually needed eight stitches to close up lacerations in his that was, mouth. That
2: was the next game.
0: Yeah, that was the next game. Yeah, yeah, against
2: the Nuggets. Yeah, against the Nuggets,
0: yeah. yep. against the Nuggets man. A friendly fire right there. Uh, the opening night Jazz versus the Trailblazers. Uh, the Jazz won 120 to 100. Um, against the Trailblazers, the Suns played the Mavericks and the Suns came out to a hot start, 106 to 102 against the Ma- Mavericks. Uh, the Pelicans beat the Raptors. Who the Raptors, you know, they're not 0 2, so they're not going to make the playoffs at all, according to, you
1: know, every,
0: <laughs> <laughs> people that watch basketball. You know, they're, they're, they're done. You know, their team sucks and they're not going to go anywhere. You know, overreaction. Um, there was some Christmas Day games. Uh, the Pelicans lost to the Heat 111 to 98. The Heat looked like themselves again because they did lose their first game. Uh, the Pelicans, no, the Warriors lost to the Bucks again, man, um, 99 to 138. Um, shoot, I believe the Warriors have lost both their games by you know sixty-five points.
1: Oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh
0: boy. Draymond um, hasn't been playing. We got to take that into account. Draymond hasn't been playing. Um, Clay Thompson is obviously injured. So the the Warriors, you know, like I said, Steph needs help. You know, but they so,
2: they still have some good players out there. I'm surprised by how bad they're playing. I mean, well, I think
0: they have a brand new team.
2: Steph is still out there. Um Wiggins is still out there. Ubre.
0: Um, Kelly Ubre's been good Oubre,
2: Oubre. So I'm surprised by how bad they're
0: losing. Actually, the rookie actually um, is looking is good. good. R- Ryan, yeah, the, the
2: rookie's yeah. out there. So um, Yeah, he's but, been doing his thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, the, the Nets, well, the Nets beat the Celtics. Um, you know, open well, this, the Christmas nights, right? Yeah,
1: Christmas Day. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, they beat us 123 to 95. Uh the Lakers beat the Mavericks 138 to 115. Uh the Clippers beat the Nuggets 121-108. That's the game Kawhi went out. Um and then some NBA news, uh James Harden was fined $50,000 for violating the COVID-19 rules and he attended a party which he said that um he attended it because one of his friends got a, a promotion. Well, one of his friends became a boss. At, at at somewhere so they had to go out and celebrate. Um so he was out there at the at the club with no mask on. Um is doing his thing and that's a separate incident from the other strip club uh thing he went to in Atlanta. So um he got fined fifty thousand dollars, you know. But he did come back on Saturday and played and dropped forty four points and seventeen assists. I know that because he's on my fantasy team and, you know, he's busting ass, you know. Uh, <laughs> actually oh, shoot. Yeah, they played the Trailblazers. CJ CJ McCollum dropped 44 in that game too, and had eight assists. And he's actually on my team too. So,
1: oh, damn, wow! So Saturday last night was a good night for you. <laughs> both of those guys both both uh, out and shoot and got you a whole lot of fantasy points. I hope you win your your matchup this week.
0: Right. Um, you know, speaking of James Harden, we were just talking about him. He added the Celtics and the Blazers to his list of um, destination that he wants to be traded to. Um, and we talked about James Harden being traded to the Celtics a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week. Um, so that I think that's interesting. How do how you guys feel? You guys still don't. Would you guys trade for James Harden?
2: I wanted James Harden and you guys didn't.
0: Yeah, I, I still yeah. I'm still in the same spot, you know, as I was before. I'm like, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he. I don't know if he's gonna come here and actually win anything. If he's not gonna come here and actually win anything, then what's what's he doing here? Because he hasn't proved that he can win anything. You know, don't compare it to Kawhi because Kawhi actually had a chip from the Spurs when he went to you know uh, Toronto and then got a chip with Toronto and then mm-hmm. went to the Clippers and he might he could very well win a chip with them too.
2: We haven't proven that we can win anything either. So
0: we haven't. We haven't. Right. That's no. true. But I,
2: I like I, I believe in superstar powers in the NBA. In the NBA, you need superstars to win. So.
0: You do. You do. And he's, he's as super as they come, man.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, he's as super as they come.
2: We don't got no crazy shoe clubs out here, so he don't got no <laughs> to get into. So. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> he, he wouldn't uh, like it I'm,
1: I, I, out here. Unless if he we went into Rhode Island and, and took a trip to the Foxy
2: lady. But, Obvious, but. Obviously, Barry knows. <laughs> yeah, I, I may have been there a couple. Okay, of times. Barry. Okay, yeah, all okay. right. That be money
0: li- That be money <laughs>
1: lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, you know it. That's right. You know, that's what I do. So, uh, yeah, no, I still feel the same way about James Harden. Uh, you know, possibly being traded to the Celtics and coming here, I still wouldn't want to see that happen. Uh, Wait a, a minute.
0: I think we'd love to see it, you know, cuz we'd see him scoring, you know, 44, 50, you know, for games. We'd be like, shit, you know that ball can ball. You know that boy can ball, but mm-hmm. I just I just I just don't think we're looking forward to the results
1: that we could possibly get, you know, with him. Right, it just wouldn't translate into
2: many wins or more wins than we would already get, you know. No, We've we done him. We have, we have a coach that is supposed to be making it work. Make it work. Make it work. Yeah, but I if a see, guy doesn't fit.
1: A guy doesn't fit. But, it, sometimes you know, guys just don't fit together. Honestly, even with the good coaching, you know, if if a piece doesn't fit to the puzzle, then that then that's what it is. He's a great player. Make it work. That's what I want to see. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if he's he is who he is. I don't think he's going to change his game at this point of his career. You are. What, I don't. No. You know, don't James make
2: Harden it, is going to don't get, make him change you his are game. What you are? Don't make him change his game. Just I just – just adjust your coaching style to make him work within the team. I just make sure that make sure that he's playing style fit with within the team.
1: But we already know it doesn't though. And plus we don't know Tatum, that. Tatum, don't, Tatum's not gonna be happy play with them because then Tatum's gonna turn into a spot up shooter, which he can do, but I'm sure he wouldn't wanna do that all the time.
2: We don't That's know well that does We don't know that it doesn't work on the team
0: listen but we do know you know our guys have been to the at least the f- conference finals you know james harden hasn't done that
2: and we, yet, need, to, we so, need somebody
1: to take you know. us to the, to no, the he's oh, been we, in the western we conference finals. has he, he
0: with, yeah. with the with the okc
1: yeah no he's been with the rockets he went to the western conference finals when they played the warriors and they has lost he? in game seven well, against, so against, um, KD was over yes
0: there. yes you're right you're right you're right for sure you know but I don't know. I think we get the same results. Why do it? You know, but um, we'll see. We'll see. You know, Danny Ainge. You know, he, got, he has that moniker, Trader Trader Danny. So we'll see what happens. I, I don't but, like.
2: I don't, I think Danny gets too much credit. I, I, I think don't Danny disagree. Gets too much credit. No, no, I, I don't no, disagree I'm with you on that too. So, You're right. One, I think Danny gets too much credit. Two, I think we make too much about. 17 banners, the history, all that bullshit. Literally, the last 20 years, we've won one, ch- one chip. 30.
1: 30. The last, the last
2: 30, 30 years, years we, won, years. we we've won. won one chip. I, I don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah. No. <laughs>
0: I, I don't I don't disagree, Vlad. You're, you know. But speaking of the Celtics, we, you know, opening night, we played the Bucks and we won 120, 122 to 121 uh, with uh, Jason Tatum last second. Um, you know, not a last second. Um, yeah, winning t- Tatum, you know, three and then um, – um what's his name? The Greek freak missing at the free throw line for the last shot there for us to win the game. Um, you know, he, Tatum had the game winning basket. Uh we saw Peyton Pritchard play, Jalen Brown had thirty three points, Jason Tatum had thirty, and Jeff T pitched in with nineteen points. We saw uh, Marcus Smart only take three shots of the night in the Ooh, night. What three? Yeah, He went That's he went it? like wow. he went and three in the game and we won the game, you know. Um, so that was the opening. That was the opener, and I think we were, we were all happy because you know during the preseason we didn't look good at all. Um, what do you guys think about the game uh, and, and how you guys feel about the Celtics moving forward? Um, you know, into the season after that.
2: Well, we came out. We we didn't come out hot. We didn't look good in the first in the first quarter. Um, Brad Steven had to put Peyton Preacher in the game. He had to put Semi Ojale in the game and just in the game to get us going. We were playing really terrible defensively. We were giving up the ball. We were playing no no defense um on the fast break. We, it was just bad. It was exactly what I thought was going to happen. When I texted you guys that day and I was like, "Hey, we we're going to get smacked by the by the Bucks." That's what it looked like in the first quarter. It looked like we were about <laughs> to get smacked. And then in the second in the second quarter and the third quarter, we started playing better after the the bench gave us some good defense. We started playing better, but then last what was happening last season happened again. We gave up the lead. We could sustain the lead, and we almost gave up the game, a game that we were winning by seventeen points. We almost gave that game away. It's the same thing we were doing last year in the playoffs. So not much really has changed. I haven't seen any real improvement from the team besides Jalen Brown. That's been very consistent. Um, Jason Tatum still has those hot he has a couple of hot um, quarters and then some very low quarters, so I I don't know, I, I I haven't seen the improvement from the Celtics to be honest. Yeah, I certainly,
1: you know, like what I saw for the most part in that Bucks game, uh, you know, definitely the like Vlad said, the beginning wasn't very good, and uh, the, the, they didn't come out ready to play, and they were certainly getting outplayed by the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Right from the jump, you know, they they did whatever they wanted to do. Giannis went wherever he wanted to go and scored at will, Um, you know, and, and they were giving up way too many easy baskets. Uh, Drew you know, Holiday was having a game. good game
2: too. Who? Drew Holiday was. Oh, yeah, he was, did his uh, thing. That, yeah. that he game. 25. Yeah,
1: he did. That's right. Yeah, Holiday, you know, played well. Even You know, Milton had played well particularly to start the game. And then I thought um, as the game went along, the Celtics played better. Like you said, when the bench came in, uh, that kind of gave them that spark that, you know, th- th- they needed, you know, to say, to say the least. I think that, uh, you know, those guys certainly, you know, changed the game around and, and got the momentum towards our side. Uh, for once, Simeon Jolet actually played well and looked decent out there. I can't believe I just I was, said that. I was, I was, I'm, I was impressed. You know, I was, and I thought of you uh, you guys when I was seeing that. I'm like, damn, like this dude's really actually like contributing and playing well. Like, I wonder what John and Vlad are thinking because we always used to rash on him and how I trash and, and like pathetic he is and how much he just looks like a bum and just you straight up useless on the court whenever we see him uh, in the
2: game. I don't know about playing well, but he definitely contributed more than I thought he would. Yeah, no, I thought for Listen, the he was on there. He played he had, pretty well for 44
1: Yeah, the, the best
0: 6 minutes of his career, okay? <laughs> that was it. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? No, we, I, I yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, I thought, you know, that, that third quarter they looked good. They were able to, you know, get what that 17 point lead, you know, it, particularly towards the end of the third quarter, they closed it out strong and they made Uh, you know, really good run, and I know I understand, and we all know that basketball is a game of runs, but at the same time, it's like, you can't be, you know, you're not going to win too many games if you, you know, do make those runs and get out to those big leads and then you're just giving it right back. Like, you know, I said that was extremely frustrating and uh, you know, and and, and aggravating to, you know, to see that, you know, the the, the start of the fourth quarter wasn't good for them at all Um, and and definitely, um, you know, wasn't what we expected from the team. They took their foot off the gas. Uh, They, you know, took, you know, bad shots, started chucking up threes and, you know, not getting to, you know, the basket and doing the things that they were doing to get them that lead. They were kind of just got too comfortable and they weren't playing the lead, not playing the game. And that's what I noticed watching, you know, that, that fourth quarter. And then obviously at the end they. You know, were able to find a way to to win. Uh, you know, you know, Tatum and Brown hit some big shots. Uh, particularly JT with you know the game winner, uh, which he called game on. So uh, that was definitely an impressive shot over Giannis to for him to you know be able to make that in crunch time with the game on the line. Um, and you know, and, and it was good to see them get a you know tough hard fall win and still. Um, compete. I thought, you know, they played hard. I thought the effort was there. Uh, but I think, you know, just like you said, we said, the execution, you know, wasn't there and, you know, the consistency um, wasn't where, you know, it, it needs to be. I understand it was the first game of the season, but it, you know, they still shouldn't be much better than what we saw against the Bucs. Uh, so, but I'm glad they pulled out a win and they, you know, were able to, you know, really grind that one out and, uh, you know, and, and come out on top.
0: Yeah. Uh, it reminded me a lot of uh, the, the playoffs um, coming in last, last season, you know. Going out there looking, you know, not starting off right and then hitting a stride and then going up by a good margin and then losing it, you know, and making mm-hmm. us, you know, sit at the edge of our seats. You know, one thing I did like, you know, obviously they competed. They didn't look as bad as they did in the, in the uh, preseason, you know. It right, looked like right. they actually came to play – I like the fact that you know our two main guys did two main guys stuff, you know, scored in the 30s. Um, Jalen Brown was <laughs> was a mid-range assassin in that game for some reason. And I was like, what what the fuck is going on? You know, he, you know, not to compare him or anything, but some of those shots he was taking like, yo, that that looks like Kobe a little bit, you know, um with with the <laughs> mid-range and stuff. Not to call him Kobe, he ain't no No, Kobe.
1: No, 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 for sure. But no, I, some I, I of these that. shots I'm like
0: that was that was really freaking good, Jalen. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, kinda right. like the playoffs, it seemed like Jalen was our most consistent player. And I think that's a big key word for those two guys, you know. Um, consistency. You know, you gotta be able to consistently hit your shots, you know, if you if you're thinking about most of the superstars, they consistently hit the shots that they're supposed to make. You mm-hmm. know. Um, I think, you know, we can't we can't look you know, over the fact that this team is pretty much brand new when it comes to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown being the ones that are leading the team. You know, right now, especially with Kemba being out, they got to be the, the first and second option. And, you know, Jalen Brown's role has drastically changed from last year. He's on the ball a lot more, handling the ball. Um, it looked like, you know, in the start of that first half, they were pressing a little bit like they were doing in the preseason. And then, you know, they let the game come to them a little bit, and I think that's what it's going to take. Um, again, you know, it's the first game of the season, so they're gonna have to learn. Like, you know, let the game come to you. Don't don't be pressing too much. Um, don't try to make too much of a play. You know, one thing I hate is a guy getting into the rim and, and you know, throwing it outside for a three. It's like the, the shots hey, right, take right the there. Layup.
1: Exactly, take, take the shot. Two points. Exactly. You know what
0: I'm saying? Like just right, like right. it counts, bro. You know, as opposed to throwing it out there and missing. You know, um, you and know, then, missing a then, three,
2: and then not going back for the fast break. Exactly, not getting back on defense
1: and letting an easy basket. No, that's extremely discouraging and uh, right and, and, and um, frustrating, for sure.
0: I thought, you know, Jason Tatum definitely won that game. I don't know what the fuss about the whole glass and he didn't call glass bullshit was all about. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't know where, you know, in the basketball Bible they said, hey, the, the shot can only go straight into the net. If it hits the glass, it doesn't count. It's gotta, like,
2: you what are you call, talking about? You got to call Glass. You shoot the ball. Yo, Glass. You just...
1: Should... <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that. No one does that with No it. one like, does no, that, bro. Like,
2: you know... Oh. Exactly. Even no, at the Y, why you don't disease. do that. Oh, you don't, call yeah. glass, you don't call glass? I don't call know why it doesn't count if you don't call glass. <laughs> Yo, Mike.
0: Yo, like, oh, what are we boy. talking about here? Why are we talking about it? it? Didn't he didn't call glass? He didn't mean to make that shot. He shot it for a reason. He was trying to get it in the basket.
1: It doesn't fucking matter if you hit glass or whatever. You know, you made the basket. Right. I mean, I, I, don't you, I don't think. another point I wanted I, to bring up. Uh, sorry, but another point I wanted to bring up was that he had to shoot that ball the way he shot it in order to get it over Giannis. Giannis, Giannis he's seven foot. Exactly, with a wingspan that's almost eight feet. Like, the only way he was going to make that shot and get it over Giannis so that it didn't get blocked was for him to shoot it higher with more arc so that the ball could actually have a chance to go in the net. Like, it wasn't going to be a straight swish. You're not going to make a straight swish over Giannis. You're going to have to shoot it at an angle so that the ball gets over Giannis and gets towards the rim so that even if it hits the glass, it hits it at the right spot so it can go in. So that's exactly what happened. I don't want to hear this uh, bullshit about, oh, it was <laughs> a lucky shot or that, oh, that wouldn't happen again. Like, he, you know what I'm saying, it hit the glass. So, like, right, he didn't even aim for that. He didn't mean to do that. It just, you know, it just so happened to, you know what I'm saying, for the ball to go in. Like, no, nah, it was a shot that he had to shoot it the way he did in order for him to be able to make it and help the Celtics win. Like that's, when you play basketball, when you, and you have a guy guarding you, that's taller than you, you shoot it higher than someone that's at your height or shorter than you. Cause you know, that's the only way you're gonna get the shot over them. That's just part of the game. So Glad that's you what would I say. To say on those shots. Glad did you
2: have anything to say on, on that play? No, I just, I mean, obviously, I, I just don't, I just don't think people are, like, being serious when he didn't call glass. I think, I think people are saying that, but as long as you make the shot, you make the shot. I mean, if you, if you remember the shot Kawhi took against, um. That was lucky.
0: Against, yes. against, against Philly.
2: Against, Philly, that, I don't think that was lucky. I think he, he made the, it whoa, was the same, what? it was the, it Excuse was the same. Me? I don't think it was lucky. I think it was the same thing. <laughs> he had to take oh, wow. it. he had go to ahead, take that Go go ahead. Can I talk? Like, what's going yeah, on no, here? no.
1: Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Go
2: ahead. Um, so he had to take a, a higher arc shot because Kawhi shot is more of a line drive, and he had to take a an arc shot to um, get over uh, whatever his name is. Um, so, Embiid?
1: Yeah, Embiid, Embiid. Embiid. Over yeah, Embiid. Yeah, over
2: Embiid.
0: Yeah, he was crying after the game, boy.
1: <laughs> yeah, <he was laughs> that boy crying gonna cry in, in the car. <laughs> oh yeah. Whew. <laughs> no, I mean, I, see,
0: I, I brought that up because um, I, I watched Undisputed with, with Shannon Sharp and um, Skip Bayless, and Skip was like, yo, he missed that shot by three feet. I'm like, how, bro? Like, what are you
1: talking about? <laughs> like, the, Oh, man. The ball kissed yes, the glass,
0: man. and drew, he drained the shot, bro. You know, but, exactly. you know, let, let's not make it too much about, you know, Jason Tatum's shot, you know, because he didn't have the shot the next game, because we played the Nets the next game on Christmas Day. And, you know, the Celtics fan didn't have a great Christmas, you know, game because we lost the game. Um, I believe we lost the game 123 to 95. You know, mm-hmm. we were down as much as like 36 points, I believe, at some point. Um, you know, so it, it so, was really so, bad.
2: So so we got smacked.
0: We got smacked. The dog smacked out of us, man. Oh, um,
2: yeah.
1: they got, Kyrie, they got
0: I don't know if he saved the place, but he had 37 points this time. You know, maybe he saged it for you know the the remainder of the year. He saged it once, and it, you know the bad omens is gone for him. Um, but we didn't see any videos of that, and I hope Danny didn't you know let him sage the house. Um, he had thirty seven points. KD had twenty nine points. Um, Jason Tatum had twenty. Uh, Jalen Brown had twenty seven. Um, did I see Kyrie sage the garden? Did he sage the garden or not?
2: No, I don't think I don't think he saved the garden this time. Okay, good, yeah, good. Not, not, not this game. He did not. Um,
0: Right. In that game, actually, the, the Kyrie and KD combined to, to score 40 points in the second half, you know, when the Celtics scored 40 points collectively, you know, as a whole team. So um, they had really great consistency there, which, again, I talked about about Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum needing to find that consistency. The superstars, you know, um, need to gain to, you know, su- supplant themselves to cement themselves as superstars in this league. Um, you know, what did you guys see in that game? You know, just like I asked in the previous game, how, how did we end up um, losing the game so badly?
2: Well, one I want to talk about those Christmas Day um, jerseys. I, <laughs> like the first game was um, the Heat versus um, the Bucks.
1: No, the, the Heat, Heat versus the, the Pelicans. The Heat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heat the, Pelicans. the
2: next yeah. game was the Bucks versus the Warriors. Right, the, right. The, the Bucks were wearing a blue un, a blue jersey, and I thought. I thought that was the Mavericks playing. Yo, I said the same thing. I'm like, why and then, why are the Bucks wearing blue? And then and then the Celtics were wearing those um CD jerseys. I thought they were oh, the why? Bucks. I thought Yo. they were the Bucks. And then, and then let me let me tell you, let me tell you more. Let oh me tell you more. God, mm-hmm. God. The Mavs were wearing green jerseys. I thought they were the Bucks. <laughs> I, I i yeah i was i was frustrated Ooh. with um what about what about
0: what about the lakers with the baby blue
2: well it was weird too that whole shit was weird man it
0: look, look like tar heels
2: i just i just um I, every time i turned on the game i was like who is playing like i mean i know i know who's playing but i was just like what i, I i'm not i'm not for those um jerseys i, I just don't care for them. um but as far as the Celtics game, um, it was a bad game. It was a terrible game by the Celtics. Um, we competed in the in the first second h- in the in the first half and in the beginning of the second half. Um, but after that, the the Nets took over the game and they did whatever they wanted with us. Well,
0: Kyrie and KD took over the game.
2: I mean, I mean, it wasn't just them. They had help as well. They didn't do it with, without their help. I mean, the, they have like I, like I said for the preseason, the Nets are not just Kyrie and KD um their bench play really well they have um they have some they have they have size and they have um depth in their bench so i think the the nets are going to be a team to to um that, that they're not going to be a light team out there i think um they i mean i'm not i'm not predicting this but they could potentially um be the number four, the number 1 seed in the east um by how they're playing right now they're playing really well they have the depth they have the size um KD and Kyrie are scoring, but the other guys are scoring as well. When the when the bench comes on, it doesn't mean that they're gonna stop scoring. So I, it's 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 it, it didn't look good for the Celtics in that game. Um, Jalen Brown stayed consistent. He had the highest. Um, the lead, he was the leading scorer of that game. Um, Payne Preacher came in. He was okay. Um, Nisbett actually came on to that game, but he only played. I don't know, maybe two three minutes or something like that. Um, but yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, it just didn't look good for us at all.
1: Yeah, I uh, think that it wasn't really, you know, a, a good at least second half. Obviously, I mean, I thought the first half looked, you know, pretty good. Uh, you know, you know, Tatum and Brown looked, um, you know, really, really, you know, good coming out of the gate, and uh, I think they established themselves early. Uh, and were being aggressive. Um, I, I thought, you know, they weren't really getting contributions from anybody else. I thought everyone else was pretty quiet and, you know, and didn't play, play that well. Uh, but nonetheless, I thought that, you know, they kind of just came out flat in the second half and just, like, didn't really show up. I thought that, you know, the... You know, once the Nets went on the run and they, you know, they took it to them and, and got going, it's like the Celtics kind of just didn't really answer and, and, and didn't really, you know, punch back and, you know, and, and continue to, you know, to, to, to compete and, and, and play hard. I thought, you know, it was, you know, frustrating that, you know, they've, you know, that their energy and, you know, their effort wasn't there in the second half. And, they just they looked soft in in, in that second half uh, you know the whole nets team was giving them buckets and cooking not just carrying KD but everybody on that team was cooking and in their bag and uh and and, and pretty much just <laughs> just dominated and uh and and really showed that you know when they're healthy and, and they're clicking on all cylinders and uh and, and playing at their best, they're definitely the most talented team in the Eastern Conference and, you know, and, and should – and on a whole another level than, you know, than the Celtics and, you know, and everyone else. So I, I feel like they're, we're already seeing that early in the season, that when the Nets are playing well and, every, you know, and everybody's um, contributing. There's really no team in the East or very few teams in the East that can, you know, be able to match up with that. And certainly the Celtics just can't match up with uh, the Nets, particularly even when they put their second unit in, they they just, you know, can't, um, you know, they, they they can't, you know, be able to play with them and keep the game close. Uh, so I think we, you know, know that the Celtics have a long way to go in order to reach the, the level of the, you know, the Brooklyn Nets or where they're at right now. Uh, and they definitely still have to improve their bench. I think they're still missing some pieces, uh, you know, on, on that bench that they could be able to use um, to, you know, be able to, you know, to, to beat and, and and play better against a team like the Nets. So I think this game was a reality check for the Celtics that, um, yeah, you still have, in order to be the best team in the East and come out of the Eastern Conference, you still have a long way to go in order to be able to get there. Uh, so, I think, you know, with time, they'll be there. But, you know, there's still um, a lot of season left. But we have a lot to work to do and a lot of things that we have to work on uh, in order to be able to become one of the top teams of the East and be able to, you know, be and compete with the Brooklyn Nets. So I think that's where they're at now.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, we've we've played two games in the season. You know, that's what I think. You know, we've played two games and we've had – we've played two of the best teams in the league so far in the season, you know, and, you know, we, we passed the test for one and we kind of failed for one, one of the tests. Right. Um, I think we need, you know, this is where we need to see Jason Tatum and um, Jalen Brown, their evolution, you know, when it comes to what we saw with the nets, you know, we saw that the, the Celtics played great for three, three quarters. You know, we went up, we went up going into the halves. We were up by three and at the end of the third quarter, we were up by one. So, you know, and then um, you saw, Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving decided to be as efficient as ever, you know, and pretty much hit all their shots, you know, in, in the closing minutes of the game, then, you know, it got away from us, you know, the Nets have a guy that's, that dropped, you know, that comes off the bench that dropped 50 last year. You know what I'm saying? And, and another guy who played in the playoffs last year, that's coming off the bench as well in Jared Allen, you know, so their team, you know, a lot of these guys that are on the bench, you know, some of them are starters and some of them would be the first guys that come off the bench. So, you know, we're not going to discount the fact that the Jets, I mean, the Nets are, you know, one of the formidable teams in this league and they're offensively, they're top heavy. You know, I think we can definitely say that um, Kevin Durant, he's back, man. You know, it doesn't Go look on. like he doesn't look like he's missing anything. Nope. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't He wasn't an athlete that was like, you know, LeBron type's gonna explode every time he touches the ball, you know, that's gonna explode and dunk on you. He doesn't even need that much lift because he's seven feet. So, you know, the Achilles stuff, you know, it wasn't never gonna um, affect him as much as it does somebody like, you know, DeMarcus Cousin, who's huge, you know, at 300 pounds, you know, at his height. Kevin Durant, he's probably like my size, you know, at seven foot, you know what I mean? Like the guy, he's a slim guy, so he's not putting too much pressure on his Achilles. and, you know, superstars did what they had, they did what they need to do. Um, and you see what happens when you know the pressure's not on Kyrie Irving, you know, and he's playing a Batman, he can score punches. That's exactly what he did, and you see why. Um, Kyrie Irving is, you know, one of the supreme talents in the league, you know, with his ball handling, with some of his savvy plays, some of these plays that he's doing, the step backs, the you know, start and stops that he does, get to the rim. Um, You know, his angles on the basket There's a lot of stuff we were not able to do. Uh, We we played three good quarters and then, you know, it just got away from us. And we got to learn from that. Again, it's the first two games of the year. So we're not going to overreact. I think I like where the Celtics are, you know, from what they've shown me in two games. Um, I think they can compete. Um, And now it's about, you know, fixing the quirks that they have. You know, I was surprised to see Daniel Tyson, um, Tristan Thompson start. I was surprised, but I like it too. At the same time, because now it says we can go big, you know, against other teams that have big guys. You know, it's what not you,
2: just. What did you want to start?
0: Who did I want to start? Um, I'm I'm not sure. Maybe a, a combination of. I mean, we saw we saw um, Green start all preseason, so I thought that's what they were going to go into the season, or at least like, um, what Javante Green or um, you know uh, Sammy Ogilvy, Um, you know, but. I like the starting lineup that they had with with Tyson, um, Tristan, even though they didn't play too many minutes. But, you know, I like their ability to be able to match bigs with bigs, you know, as opposed to Tyson being in the middle and, you know, with four fouls trying to foul foul people, you know. um, Again, it's a foul trouble pretty much damn near every game. Um, You see Tristan Thompson and what he's going to be able to do with with the offensive glass and his motor and, you know, moving around in there. So I was definitely pleased with that. You know, uh, the Celtics play the Pacers on the 27th. Um, at 8 p.m. So that's going to be the next game. Uh, Celtics versus Pacers, that's going to be on Sunday. Um, And then the next games are going to be against the Pacers again. That's going to be on Tuesday the 29th at 7 p.m. They're going to play the Grizzlies on the 30th at 7.30. Uh, The Pistons on Friday the 1st at 7 p.m. against the Pistons Sunday the 3rd of January at 3 p.m. And then uh, versus the Raptors on Monday, January 4th at 7.30 p.m. So hopefully they took some stuff that they learned in those games and apply it and um, start being more competitive um, and not lose games by damn near 30, well, 30.
1: So um, that's what it's going to have to be. Yeah, for sure. I just wanted to say one quick um, thing, but what I'd like to see from the Celtics this upcoming weekend moving forward. Uh, I just want to see them, you know, be more aggressive and, and drive to the basket more. And, and attack the rim. I don't think I because uh, they're not getting a lot of free throw attempts and they're not getting to the line a lot. I Jason think Tatum, he hasn't way. attempted one free throw, free throw for two year. games. Exactly. Absurd, right? Absolutely. I don't know outrageous. what's going on, but that's messed up. It is. It is. No, no, no question. It, it's unreal. The fact that the guy that, that has the ball as much as he does and takes as many shots as he does and – you know, is not getting any calls whatsoever. You you know, it's absolutely, uh, you know, amazing and blows my mind to think about that, that the Celtics have gotten no, uh, you know, free throw attempts from their main guys like Tatum and Brown uh, or the whole team in general. So I think that's something I want to see, you know, this week and and moving forward with, you know, these games coming up is them uh, putting emphasis on right off the jump driving the ball to the basket, penetrating and getting to the rim and um, you know, and putting the pressure on the defense and, and, and getting them into foul trouble and getting to the free throw line and getting some easy points that way rather than just shooting a lot of threes and uh, you know, or uh, taking a lot of tough shots like the step backs and the fadeaways um, that, you know, and that are contested so I think that's uh, you know, something that they need to do more of uh, moving forward and I think that would help their offense and them as a team, um, you know, p- play better and, you know, you know, and be more effective.
0: Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. So, you know, we're going to be looking forward to more Celtics games. Um, that's going to be it for us with the NBA segment. We're going to go into the MLB. We don't have too much for you. Um, cause it is the off season after all, but we do have some, uh, Red Sox news, the Red Sox signed right-hand pitcher, Matt injuries, um, this year, um, so he's going to be part of the team next year. And they're showing interest in um, free agent Enrique Hernandez, who, you know, that's always good. So um, hopefully they get some success there. Uh, you know, and that's going to be it for MLB. In the NHL, the NHL is coming back. They released a 56-game schedule for the 31 teams um, for the 2020-2021 regular season. Each team will play games only within its division. So that's a change this year. So there are eight teams in the East central and west division each will play the the other seven teams eight times that's a lot of times so we should be looking forward to some really good games because these games get competitive the more you play them you know um you know the north division has seven teams based in canada each will play nine or ten games against (laughs) the other six which is wild uh the north division will consist of calgary flames edmonton oilers montreal canadiens Ottawa Senators, Toronto Maple Leafs, Vancouver Canucks, and Winnipeg Jets. The East Division will have Boston Bruins, Buffalo Sabres, New York, New Jersey Devils, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, Pittsburgh Penguins, Philadelphia Flyers, and Washington Capitals. Uh, the Central Division will have Carolina Hurricanes, Chicago Blackhawks, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, Dallas Stars, Detroit Red Wings, Florida Panthers, Nashville Predators, and Tampa Bay Lightning. And the West Division will have Anaheim Ducks, Arizona Coyotes, Colorado Avalanche, Los Angeles Kings, Minnesota Wilds, St. Louis Blues, San Jose Sharks, Vegas Golden Knights. So um, that's going to be the divisions for the NHL season. And hopefully, man, it's a good one. And hopefully the Bruins can do something, you know, Um, actually take their successes in the regular season into the postseason. So um, we'll see how that goes. And we're going to go into the question of the week, which comes from Aaron Lawrence from Houston. Shout out to him. We got people – Sending us questions from Houston, Texas, man. That's that's dope. I know that's awesome, right? You yeah, know, and the shout question out to is,
1: Lawrence. that's my right, right there.
0: you know, uh, do you think that Ohio State should be in the top four of the college football playoffs, or should Texas A&M have had the shot at it?
2: I'm gonna leave that up to you guys. Um, the podcast is called Pole Fan Sport. I watch Pole fin- I watch Pole Sports. Not college. <laughs> <laughs> no college sports for you, Vlad. Yeah, I, re- I really don't watch that much. I mean, once in a while, I'll tune into some college sports, but not not enough to, like, know the teams and what's going on. I see. I, I would say that Ohio State should, you
1: know, be in the top four and deserve to, you know, make the college football playoff um, and be among the top four teams to, you know, be a part of that. Uh, I think you know it's, it was unfortunate you know for them due to the you know circumstances of COVID they had some games getting cancelled and, uh, and that got postponed um, that they weren't able to play. I'm glad that wasn't held against them because I think that they are a really talented team and one of the best four teams in college football. Uh, I'm glad, glad they changed the rule um, where uh, you had to play at least six games in order to be eligible for the um college football playoff so that was so that teams like Ohio State could be able to get in so I'm certainly glad that um you know Ohio State was able to be among you know the the top four teams and and find their way into the college football playoff Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing you know how they do in the college football playoff once that happens in uh January and I certainly think they have a good shot like the other three teams of you know, winning the college football championship uh ship this year. So we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, but you know, certainly good to see teams like Ohio State in there that, you know, should and deserve to be in there. I don't
0: think I think that's complete bullshit. Um I don't think they should be in there at all. Um they played six games, you know, as opposed to Texas A and M who went ten and one for the season. You know, and I think, you know, I don't care if it's a pandemic, if you didn't play that many games, you shouldn't be in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like for these guys that, you know, you know, put, put in the work, blood, sweat and tears into it to not be rewarded into going to the playoffs after they pretty much had a full season. I just don't think it's fair to them. You know, so guys like uh, Texas A&M and um, the Florida Gators, uh, I think, did more to, to belong in that playoffs than Ohio state did. I don't think it's okay to punish those guys and make a rule where you say six games, like that's never been a rule before, you know, I think they definitely changed it because they wanted, you know, the top, top rankings teams to go into the playoffs, which Ohio state is. And, you know, we have Justin Fields who's going to be into the draft and he's going to be one of the top two quarterbacks taken in the draft. Um, obviously they want to showcase this talent. Um, but when it comes to the other students and, you know, and playing the game fair, I don't think it's fair for them, you know, having a complete season, not having a shot at making the playoffs when a team barely played half. And, you know, there, there's um, I think the coach Mullins, he made a he made a comment. He's like, you know, I, I, I wish we could have played less games if that all it took to get into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So, like, maybe we shouldn't have played our full schedule if, if you know, six games was going to mm-hmm. let us into the playoffs, which is which is messed up, you know, teams play all year to get into the cause playoffs, and it's not a guaranteed thing. There's a committee that's choosing everything to go into the playoffs. So even if you had an undefeated season, you might not make the cause playoffs based on like your bracket or your division, or, you know, um, <clears throat> the division that you're in. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think, you know, that, that's what I think, Aaron. Um, I think Texas, you know, cause I, I'm definitely, I definitely think he's asking because Texas and m is obviously in Texas. He wants his team to go in there and they had a great season and they're not able to go in, you know, based on some technical bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely um think that AM should have had had the, the chance to go in there, even the Florida Gators, man. So um, that's my thought on it. Thank you so much for sending in a question and supporting us and listening to the podcast. And um, we're going to go into the B-Money Lifestyle person of the week, Barry. Yeah,
1: so for this week's B-Money Lifestyle person of the week, we have a individual here that was very generous and uh in the season of giving I thought you know I would definitely you know like to mention him and give him a shout out uh you know on this segment and that individual is Browns uh, offensive lineman uh Jared Wills uh so you know, he's not the most famous or common uh player when we talk about the Cleveland Browns but he definitely did something uh that is certainly worth uh recognition to say the least. So he apparently uh had a holiday event um this you know past week in which he surprised a woman with a new car. So he bought a you know, a new car for a woman. Uh and then he also paid the rent for a year for a family that lost its home in, in a house fire. Um so I thought that was definitely uh, pretty sweet, and you know, and awesome for him to do that, and generous to say the least. And then he also spent fifty thousand dollars worth of toys, gifts, and cash uh, to five um, Cleveland area families, uh, as well on on top of the other things that he did. So uh, I just you know think that it's great to you know when athletes give back to their communities. you know, particularly those people that are in of need, Um, in the holidays, since, you know, I think not too many athletes, uh, do, you know, do that. Uh, or uh, so I think it's good to see that there are really good, you know, people and good guys that are playing professional sports that do care about uh, those who are, you know, suffering and do not don't have as much as you know uh, others have. So, I, you know, it's impressive that he was able to give and do that much for these families and help them in the way that they did. Um, so, you know, hopefully these, you know, families, you know, are doing better because of it and are able to, you know, better their situation and, um and, 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 and get, you know, and it was good to see them get the help that they need. So uh, just want to congratulate uh, Jared uh, Willis on being this week's be money lifestyle person of the week. And uh, that's definitely that B-Money lifestyle. So congrats to Jared Willis.
0: Thank you, sir. Congrats to Jared Willis. Um, another person that should get some recognition is uh, Juju. Actually, Juju Smith uh, just came out that he provided gifts for 200 children, um, 200 families. Um, so that, that's good for him. You know, he's wow, been against awesome. backlash and stuff like that. So like you said, it's always good for athletes to go out and, you know, do some charitable stuff for, you know, the people that root for them in their communities. So um, and that. That's going to be it for us for episode 41. If you're still watching, if you're still listening, thank you so much, as always, to Pro Fan Sports uh, podcast where the fans of the pros go. Uh, We'll see you guys next week in episode 42 with myself, Vlad, and Barry. Uh, Happy New Year, y'all. 2021. By the time we hear another one.
1: 2020, so we won't see you guys until next year. Our listeners won't hear our voices until uh, the new year, until 2021. (laughs) That's it. So it's a good yeah. way to close out the year, guys. Good ass stuff. Looking forward to doing this next year with y'all. I'm
0: trying to get it bigger next year, y'all.
1: You know, yes, keep supporting. You know the vibes? Oh. The money lifestyle. Subscribe. Subscribe. Yes, yes. Like,
0: yes. share. All yes, of that. Please. Comment.
1: Comment. Hate.
0: Comment, hate, like, whatever you want. You know, all of this helps the channel. If you want to talk trash about us, you know, tell us how, uh, how bad we sound on this stuff or, you know, our points suck. Comment. You know what I'm saying? We're waiting for it. We'll, we'll talk to you guys, all right? Um, again, Happy New Year's. Until the next episode. Peace out. All right. Peace.
1: Happy- See you. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. The band